freedom at last for the Jewish people. Out of Egypt, through the Sea of Reeds, decimated Egyptian army, no worries. Well, there's still worries because in life there's always worries. But we move on to the purpose. Why? To what end? Did Hashem take the Jewish people out of Egypt? Perform all the miracles? There must be a reason. One can't just say, oh, it was their lucky day. Oh, one can proclaim mantras like freedom from oppression, tyranny, etc. It's an ideal, and it's very nice. But Hashem, at this point, has a plan. And it's to an end, and it's to a purpose. And I think this parsha brings us to that purpose. The purpose of receiving the Torah at Mount Sinai. Now, it's interesting. We could say receiving the Torah at Mount Sinai. That's the Jewish experience that we receive the Torah. Or the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai, if we're talking about God giving us the Torah. Of course, in the narrative, in the Torah, it talks about God descending on the mountain and the Ten Commandments being given. It also talks about Moses going up on the mountain to receive the Torah. And it's entirely true because God meets us halfway and we meet God halfway. It takes our initiative to put our best foot forward to meet God, but God always meets us at our place. The recounting of the giving of the Torah Mount Sinai is given in total detail. Exactly what takes place for the full week before. The preparation for it, the communication that Hashem has with Moses, the dialogue that Moses has with the Jewish people, and then again back with Hashem, the acceptance by the Jewish people to receive the Torah, that at this point they don't even know what it says in the Torah. But they said, if God wants to give it to us, Naaseh, we will do Vinishma and we will listen. The subservience, the transcendence, the meeting God halfway of saying, we are loyal to you, was a critical moment. And it's a critical point in the formation of the Jewish people till today, who we are. It pulls in a very, very deep discussion of whether it's intellect that drives us or whether it's something deeper, something trans-logical, trans-intellect, trans-meaning that it's higher because intellect and logic is limited to its sphere. And yet God is immortal. God is limitless. And we are limited. So our ability to understand the transcendent will always have a limit, and yet God is always beyond that limit. Nonetheless, our soul understands and senses with real motivation that it's not something that's ethereal out there that we can't define and therefore doesn't exist, but rather it's able to jump into the next layer, the next level of life and say, it's there and yet our physical senses are not the way for us to discern and to calculate what is out there. It's our soul. Yet uniquely, though we're talking about that transcendent and we're talking about things that our senses cannot touch or cannot hear or cannot see or cannot smell, because God is beyond that, the exact experience of the Torah is that we bring the divinity into the physical. So by putting a mezuzah on the front door of a beautiful house, may I say, or on every door within the home itself, by putting tefillin on our arm, the physical arm, the arm that you may have just done weights, weightlifting with, or push-ups. 
we're bringing the divinity into the physical. Or the lighting of the candles on Erev Shabbat, just as Shabbos comes, or, by the way, the delectable foods on a Friday night that you may be sitting around eating, eating challah on Shabbos, drinking wine, kosher, of course, matzah ball soup, etc. Oh, we can't forget about gefilte fish and maybe even chopped liver and uh, herring. But whatever the case is, that is the physical, that, that is the spiritual that comes into the physical. So we talk about the metaphysical, but we also talk about expression specifically in the physical. And we'll talk about that more next week because we get into the laws itself. But this experience that the Jewish people had was a public revelation at Mount Sinai. It's put into the Torah. It's the only major religion that is a public revelation, whereby it wasn't one person, it wasn't Abraham or Moses that had a revelation and said, hey, guess, guess what, guys? I had this unbelievable revelation and this is what you need to do. Actually, we were all standing at Mount Sinai and we all experienced it. And it says it very clearly in the Parsha that all the people saw and heard Moses would speak and God would respond by voice, specifically in order that the experience wouldn't be a one individual experience that was there shared. It was a collective experience. And in that case, we can truly say that it was an experience of Am Yisrael, of the nation of Israel. Hence, each and every one of us have the responsibility to continue to perpetuate this that was handed down to us by our forefathers. Spiritually, we are told that all of our souls collectively were there at the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai. And certainly, if you look at the nation of Israel and you see the miracle of the existence of the nation, despite the adversity and the challenges, but not only that, the achievements of the nation of Israel, we all well understand that there's a transcendent nature to our very existence, and it's all rooted in this week's Parsha and the experience that continues to affect us on the deepest of levels, on a core level, on a soul level. It is, after all, in more medical terms, it is in our DNA. Shabbat Shalom.